Do you love improv? Because I do. I'm Trent Dozier, host of I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. Join me live on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network every second and fourth Wednesday, where I'm joined by a new guest each episode to talk about and do some improv. Can't catch it live? No worries. Each episode gets turned into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Podcast episodes are released the Wednesday following the live show. So watch live or listen later. But either way, if you love improv, make sure to check out I Love Improv with Trent Dozier, a part of the Trident Network. Mom, this is important. Don't you remember? I do my report on Florida, then she has to do hers on Texas just because it's bigger. And in fourth grade, when I broke my arm and everyone signed my cast, Jessica had everyone sign her leg. It wasn't even broken. Wendy, what do you want me to do? I'm at work here and I have an exhibit opening in two weeks. But mom, this is supposed to be my homecoming, but she's going to take it away from me if I don't come up with a way to get more votes. Can you imagine having everyone sign your leg? Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to D-Commentaries. Thank you. Welcome to you and welcome to our listeners. Today, we're talking about Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Yay. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm getting a feel for Al's impression of this movie. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, at least we have different opinions. That's, That's good. good. That is good. Um. Mm-hmm. But I want everyone to know that I am happy today. <laughs> good. Okay. Good. Good. She's in a good mood. I'm so in regardless, a great mood today. Regardless of her opinion of mm-hmm. this film, she is happy. She's a I happy feel gal. cute today. You are cute today. Thanks, Val. You're cute today, too. You're cute every day. <laughs> well, thank you. So are you. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so we're sort of starting off on a great foot. <laughs> Should we start the business? Thus, Val, do your business. Do okay. your business. Do your business. Okay. Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior came out June 16th, 2006. <gasps> Happy birthday, Mom. Oh, cool. A summer blockbuster. Yeah, she was born June 16th, 2006. <laughs> <laughs> She's so young. She's so young. <laughs> Youthful. <laughs> Is that Gen Z? Is she Gen Z? (laughs) Don't ask me the science behind it, okay? (laughs) No, no, I'm not questioning anything. I just, I might go to her for advice if she's Mm -hmm. Gen Z, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm just an old millennial. Yeah, I'm just a young millennial. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Okay. More (laughs) business, Val. (laughs) More business. This movie was directed by John Lang. Okay. He also directed, he directed a lot of TV, but some of his highlights were a show called The Adventures of Swiss Family Robinson. Oh. The, so we, we talked about this last time. So this film was, was filmed in uh, New Zealand. Yes. So every single person involved in this movie was also involved in their Power Rangers. Oh, um, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. So he also directed a bunch of 
episodes of Power Rangers. And then he also directed a bunch of episodes of something called Go Girls. Okay. Which I didn't had not heard of. Obviously, Does not it's ring a bells. Show. Yeah. So this was written by Vince Shung, Ben Montanillo, and B. Mark Seabrooks. Okay. Now, Vince and Ben had basically the exact same resume. They both worked on the Steve Harvey show, Wizards of Waverly, Waverly Place, and Baby Daddy, which features oh, Taj Maori, uh, nice. past star of a decom. Um, and then B. Mark Seabrooks wrote for In Living Color. Cool. A very fun sketch show. Mm-hmm. Um, he also wrote for Hanging with Mr. Cooper, which featured past uh, star Mark Curry, mm. who was the dad in Poof Point. Cool. Um, he was also in Motocrossed as well. Cool. Yeah. And then he also wrote for or like was some kind of producer on Surviving R. Kelly, the documentary. OK. Series. Yeah. yeah. So interesting mix of stuff. Yeah, to for have sure. Also worked on this movie. Yeah. He like ne- none of them ever worked on any other decoms. Okay. Um so yeah, I don't know. Interesting. An interesting yeah. collab. An interesting collab. Not bad, not sure. good, interesting. Exactly. The cast is as follows. Brenda Song played Wendy Wu, yeah. our star. Mm-hmm. Um, you might remember Brenda from Ultimate Christmas Present, Get a Clue, um, Suck in the Suburbs. She was also on Phil of the Future, Sweet Life with Zach and Cody. She was in The Social Network. And most recently, she had a stint on Station 19. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once again, married to Macaulay Culkin. That's right. I always forget that. And it always surprises me mm-hmm. every single gonna, time you tell me. Yeah. Um, Shin... Koyamada played Shen, her sort of protector slash trainer slash love interest slash monk. I was a little confused. (laughs) Slash monk. Um, He was in The Last Samurai. Cool. And then he was also in some a show called The Yokai King, um, Hmm. which I had not heard of, but he was in a lot of episodes. Um, He was in other stuff, but those were the only things that sort of stood out. Susan Schwang played her mom Nina. She was on, she's a character actor, so she's been in like one episode of everything, but she was in multiple episodes of Dharma and Greg. Cool. Um, Cold Case. She was also in Miss Congeniality 2. Nice. Um, so she's been around. Uh, Justin Chan played her brother, Peter Wu. He was in something called Just Jordan. He was in the Twilight movies. He was on the show Dr. Ken. Oh, he was in something called Deception and something called Drama World, neither of which I'd heard of, but he was in multiple episodes. Cool. Yeah. He looks familiar, but I looked at his IMDb too, and I'm like, nothing on his list like sticks out to me of like why I would know him, but he seems so familiar. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever seen him before. Yeah. Maybe in Twilight. I don't know. I've only Maybe. seen the first one once, yeah. so <laughs> it's possible. He's in the memes. <laughs> right. Um, Sai Chin played Grandma Wu. Yeah. She is a prolific character actor. I mean, she's cool. been in stuff since 1957. Wowie, zowie. Yeah. And back then she was in a lot of like Kung Fu movies and things that this was probably modeled after. So cool. that's kind of fun. Yeah. She was also in The Joy Luck Club, which is a book and movie that I really like. Um, she was in The Interpreter, which I think was Nicole Kidman. Um, she was in Memoirs of a Geisha. Cool. Casino Royale. Now You See Me Too. And most recently, she was in Shang-Chi. Nice. Yeah. Which I, I also really enjoyed. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, Michael David Chang played 
uh, Wendy's dad, Kenny. And he's a character actor. He's been in like one of everything, but I didn't nothing. He hasn't been in like a stint on literally anything. Cool. Um, He definitely looked familiar to me, but it must be from like seeing him around in stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This name cracks me up. Andy Fisher Price hyphenated. What? Uh-huh. Uh, play, played her boyfriend, Austin. He is a character actor, so he's been in, you know, a number of random things. Um, and this was his first movie. That's so fun. Uh, Ellen Waglum played Jessica Dawson, Wendy's arch nemesis. Yeah. Um, she's also a character actor. She's been in tons of stuff. Um, some highlights are Californication. Outlaw and more recently Inhumans. Hmm. I've heard of that, but don't know about it. It's another Marvel thing. And it was a huge flop. Oh, okay. Oof. So that's probably why. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. James Galen played Mr. Medina, one of her teachers. I believe he was her history teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen him before. He was yes. in You Wish. He was mm-hmm. in Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. And he's also like he must live in New Zealand, even though he's an American guy, because he was in a bunch of Power Rangers, Xena, you know, all that stuff. Cool. Uh, But he was also. Yeah, he was also in Bridge to Terabithia and the original Avatar. Cool. Uh, Yeah. And then a couple honorable mentions. Uh, Sally Stockwell played Coach Gibbs, the soccer coach, Mm -hmm. and she was in You Wish. Nice. And Michael Sakente played Mr. Garibay, one of the other teachers. And he was in Zine on the sequel. Cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of decon so, uh, people in this one. Yeah. Some, so a lot of New Zealand overlap. Yeah. Uh, the synopsis is as follows. Wendy Wu is a teenager who seems to have the perfect life. She's beautiful, popular, and one of two candidates to be voted homecoming queen. However, her life is changed when Shen, a monk from China, imparts to her the shocking truth about herself. She is a reincarnated yin warrior whose destiny is to battle the evil Yan Lo. That's one of the best synopsi we've heard. Yes, because it's informative, it's correct, but mm-hmm. it doesn't give away too much. Correct. Wow, Perf. look at that. I know. Love it. Look at and that. And I read it clearly, straight through, no mistakes. Yeah, you didn't have to stop and start again. Good job, Val. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. It's because it was such a good synopsis. It was. Thank you to whoever <laughs> who wrote it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, a couple fun facts. Yes. Brenda Song did all of her own martial arts in this movie <gasps> because she is a black belt in Taekwondo. Wow. That's that cool? really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So she didn't do stunts, but she did all the like on the ground martial arts, which cool. is really cool. And then Shin Koyamada, who was the guy who played Shen, mm-hmm. is a USA Shaolin Kung Fu champion in real life. Whoa. So presumably he also was doing all of yeah. the arts. Um, and it was cool because like, obviously they had stand-ins for, for a number of things. Cause there was a lot of like wire work in this and stuff like that. Cause it was really modeled after like a old school Kung Fu movie, yeah. which I, I really enjoyed, but there were a lot of moments where they were able to show people's faces, particularly Brenda and Shin because they were able to do more of it than probably the average actor. Right. Which is really cool. Yeah. That is cool. So I thought that was neat. Yeah. So that's it for, for the business today. Cool. Thank you for sharing your business, Val. Thank you. I love sharing my business with you. You know, Al, I would love to know what your first impressions were of this movie. Thanks, Val. 
I wish I liked this movie more. I wanted to like this and almost immediately I checked out. I don't know why. Um, I, I don't know. I just didn't love it. I don't think it's a bad movie and people do love this movie. It is like a very highly regarded decom. Like it did well in other countries. It did well in this country. Like people love this movie and I'm not one of them. I'm still going to give it a six. I would rewatch it if I had to, but I would be like, okay. I think maybe we've kind of had this discussion before like there's so much action in this movie, which you maybe loved for me. I don't love those kinds of movies. So like sci-fi movies or like fighting movies or action movies, like that is not something I'm interested in. And I think that's probably why I didn't love this because that is a majority of this movie and a major plot point, which if you're interested in those things, you will love this movie. Yeah. And I just kind of checked out uh, like when they were fighting this and that. And then I'm like, Oh my God, these fighting scenes are long. And then, but there are people who want to see more of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd seen this movie be- before. Um, I don't know why. Cause I've seen all of the other ones kind of around it, but I also guess I hadn't really seen cowbells, but I definitely knew it existed, but I don't know why I hadn't seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Val first impressions. Thanks, Al. Uh, I really, really liked this. I had not seen this before and I was really pleasantly surprised. One thing I really like is when a movie, especially like a decom or something like that, is like an homage to a particular style and they do it really well and with a lot of reverence. And I think that they did that here. Like one thing that I thought about, like there's a fight scene kind of early on in the movie and it's this like really quiet because everyone's asleep in the house mm-hmm. and, and it's these two guys fighting quietly throughout a house trying not to make any noise. And it's very like, first of all, all the fighting in this movie for the most part was very well choreographed. Yeah. Um, I like looked up the fight cor- coordinator because I was trying to figure out if it was someone who had like done, you know. Uh, other fight coordinators. I couldn't even figure out who it was. Wow. Anyway, I was very impressed. But anyway, like this fight reminded me immediately of like, I haven't watched a ton of Kung Fu movies, but like it reminded me a lot of like Jackie Chan doing like comedy fighting. Yeah. In like rush hour or things like that. And to me, that's really fun. And also just like really awe inspiring. Cause that's not easy. Yeah. You know, like to, to, a actually like, just execute on the stunts, but also to like make it funny at the mm-hmm. same time. Like that's a hard thing to do. So like I really got a kick out of that and liked that a lot. And I th- I liked the sort of underlying theme of this movie, which is obviously about kind of like how connected should you be or should you want to be with your like ancestry with where you came from yeah. as as the child of an immigrant you know, my experiences has been a little different, which I'll talk about more later, but I definitely like related to this in some ways and, and like understood the, like what was going on and, and appreciated those dynamics and what they were trying to say. So I, I really liked this one. I, you know, I've got to be honest, Brenda song to me is an over actor. She's just a lot. And like, I want to like her more, (laughs) And I just don't really. So for the most part, my favorite moments in this movie were like when they kind of had to be calmer 
Yeah. Because it was like her better, like she, you get a better performance out of her if it's like a quiet discussion between her and Shen rather than yeah. like her, like what we did in the cold open where she's like screaming about homecoming and her, right. her mom's face. So I, I appreciated that. And like this movie toyed a little bit with that same kind of slapsticky stuff that I don't really love in some of the other movies from mm. like the era right before this, but it, it didn't go too far. It didn't like yeah. bother me too much and it was over relatively quickly. So, um, yeah, that was what I thought. Yeah. I think to your like overacting point, I think that like you kind of get a little bit of that and like get a clue and stuck in the suburbs, but here it's like accentuated. Yeah. Well, cause Is that the right word. Yeah. Character. And just yeah. like, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. Uh, but you know, it was a good effort and I'm glad they made this movie. Like, yeah, it's great representation. It's, you know, it's a, it's a story that not everyone would know inherently, especially like as a decom. Like, that's another reason why I think it's really cool that they made like an homage to a Kung Fu movie, because like how many kids our age or like a little bit younger than us have seen a Kung Fu movie. Right. right? Like not that many. Mm-hmm. So it's like your first exposure to like this style of of movie, For uh, sure. which is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Al. Yeah. Favorite quotes or moments? Um, okay. All of mine are from kind of like closer to the beginning, and then I only have one toward the end. So I've got fastest way to get over a guy, get a new guy. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. The way they said it, they were like, get a new guy. <laughs> um, Which, by the way, thank goodness her two friends were able to do American accents competently. Good job. Yeah, they were great. I liked her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, when the dad is trying to help her come up with a slogan for homecoming and it's Wendy woo Wendy who should you <laughs> vote for for homecoming queen oh, that was cute and then Wendy says let's celebrate with a cappuccino and they're like running through a field and he goes I don't know what that is but I hope it's chocolate <laughs> um and then my favorite part of the movie is the house the house yeah, that a really they filmed cool in were, was really really cool and like mm-hmm. cool balcony layers the like the kitchen was in this open concept in the living room with the tall ceiling in the backyard like it was just a really cool house so that was my favorite part mm-hmm. that was a very cool house val any favorite quotes or moments yeah i had a few uh early on her mom says good thing your brother is such a messy eater or cupcake would have starved by now <laughs> you're talking about the dog <laughs> yep because <laughs> she forgets to feed her dog uh just because you don't miss it doesn't mean it isn't missing. Whoa. Yeah. That's grandma talking to mom about her Chinese culture. Yep. Oh, at one point someone says, keep your head in the game, Wendy, which I thought was funny. Keep your head in the game. You got to keep, 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 keep your head in the game. She At one point she says, you know, Yoda, this is already getting too Star Wars-y for me. Also, another Lucasfilm connection. Please go back to your Temple of Doom or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is an Indiana Jones reference. Yep. <laughs> another one. He went from monk to hunk. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he did. And he he did. did. He did do that. <laughs> At one point, Shen goes, Yao Ming, I don't know him. What temple is he from? <laughs> And then, so what if evil takes over? The world is already evil. Oh, I meant to write that one down and then I got distracted. (laughs) And then finally, I was wondering why I survived this time. (laughs) Um, My favorite part, this is a small thing. I mean, I I talked a little bit about that quiet fight scene, which I thought was cool. But um, 
my favorite part was a, a small thing that I thought was just a really great show. Don't tell moment, which is they're all eating dinner and Shen and grandma are using chopsticks and the rest of them are all using forks and knives. Interesting. And it's like made obvious in the scene. Like it's very intentional that they are using these things and like you can see them doing it um, because they're showing you who is connected to their culture and who isn't just based wow. on who's using chopsticks and who isn't. Not a clunky metaphor. No, that was really cool. It's a cool like metaphor. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's it for me. Yay. You feel ready to go to Spoiler City? I have ripped off my top. I've I've stopped a fight with the most evil being that's ever existed mid fight to change my clothes, <laughs> which happens in this movie. <laughs> but I got interrupted, so I'm just naked. <laughs> yes. Okay. To give context, Spoiler City will mention it, but literally halfway through a fight, they're like, "You need to put on your great grandma's robes." So instead of Val putting on her great grandma's robes. She's just, I just topless. I'm just topless. Just nude. no robes. Nude. No robe. <laughs> no homecoming dress. No yeah, just call me no robe McGee. No robe McGee over here. <laughs> and then me, evil tits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome to Spoiler City, where I spoil. We open up to warrior training in China. Uh, we don't see Wendy yet, um, but we get some background information here. Um, there he's fighting everyone. Um, uh, and we know we're in China because they do like a zoom in on a map of like where we are exactly in the map. And he like gets called over and they, the guy who's in charge, the head monk, head monk, thank you, Val, says evil Yan Lo has awakened and that this specific warrior we've been watching trained is ready. And he's given these tools of like animal sculptures. And he has to go to Fair Springs, California, because Yan Lo has awakened the evil Yan Lo. And then it, there's a picture on a scroll of Brenda Song, who is Wendy. Um, and we cut to uh, Wendy not paying attention in class. She doesn't like her history teacher. She doesn't like history. She's kind of a little um, head up in the clouds during class, I would say. And then we cut to lunchtime and she's with her two friends. And this is pinnacle decom. But Wendy, you're the most popular girl in school. Everyone loves you. <laughs> um, so funny um, because the one girl's crying because her and her boyfriend are having problems. And she's like, you have the perfect life and the perfect boyfriend. Um, but then we find out that someone's running against her for homecoming queen. It's Jessica. What a 2006 name. I have five friends from growing up named Jessica. I love all of them. Um, so Jessica's running against her and she's uh, passing out cookies in the cafeteria to try to convince people to vote for her. And Wendy's brother, Peter, takes a cookie from her and Wendy throws a lipstick in like very dramatic superpower warrior way and it knocks the cookie out of his hand. And he's like, what the heck? Um, and so she's like, that's where we kind of start to see her be like, oh, my God, my powers are showing. But then I we, think that's the first time she ever had powers. So she's kind of like, what the hell just happened? Oh, really? I yeah. feel like I interpret it as this is something that happens all the time and she ignores it. Oh, interesting. You watch you people watch listening yeah. and you let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, 
Because it could either, I mean, I think it could see it interpreted in both ways of like, this happens all the time and she tries to hide it. Or this is the first time and she's like, what the heck is happening? (laughs) So we cut to um, the museum. Her mom works for a museum and mom's not really paying attention because she is setting up for this exhibit that's happening in two weeks. And it's about Chinese history and specifically, which is very ironic, the family culture of Wendy, which we find out, which I don't care, spoiler city, so I'm spoiling it now. But we find out like they have all of these artifacts and things like that. But this is where we have our cold open where Wendy's like, but mom, Jessica, blah, blah, blah. And Wendy kind of like still has her powers here. She's like knocking things over and she's like catching it really quick and like all of that kind of stuff. So mom's not paying attention, doesn't really care. Wendy's kind of figuring out all of these things as well. Then we cut to our warrior who has made it to the United States and he's trying to catch a ride with his, you know, he's trying to, his thumb is out heading toward California. Everyone keeps ignoring him. So then he just like runs really fast and sits cross-legged on top of a car and is just kind of riding (laughs) to Wendy. Funny scene where a fly hits his forehead. Biggest fly Mm. ever. (laughs) Then we cut to mom having a conversation with grandma about Chinese culture and grandma's trying to give her more information because mom had made a comment of like, well, I don't really know much about this because I didn't grow up knowing, caring, anything like that. And so now she's going back to her, the grandma to like learn more. And this is where we have our line of just because you don't miss it doesn't mean it isn't missing. So your culture, your history, your family history, things like that. So she starts to learn a little bit more. Then this weird box gets delivered to the museum and the the security guard puts it with all of the other artifacts and it's sitting there and it kind of like lights up this like it like lights up green and then there's a flower next to it and it like the flower dies so we're like ooh something's bad just trapped in this box and so then the the warrior monk that we had been seeing goes to Wendy and he's like hey you're important you're a woman warrior uh strap up strap in strap up cuz uh we need you to like save the world from evil Yan low. And she's like, mm, this is a prank. Go away. Um, but he is so fast. That he like finds his way inside and then they like fight and she gets him out of the house. Then we cut back to the box and it opened because the security guard was like in the room and he's like, what's going on? What's going on? And so he like goes to the box and it opens up on its own. And there's this weird ghost thing that like comes out of it. And the security guard is like pepper spraying this. It, it was, it was so it's like funny. lost with the smoke, but it's green smoke instead. He's like pepper spraying it. It's so funny. He's just going straight through it. Um, but then it goes into the soul of the security guard and his eyes mm-hmm. turn green. And he like looks at the desk. And because this is where Wendy's mom works, there's a picture of Wendy and her brother. And he like picks it up and he's like, oh, I'm like looking for these people. So the security guard is like kind of like a zombie like thing. And Justin happens to be delivering a pizza to the museum for the security guard who he knows because his mom works there. And he's like, hey, hey, Joe. Um, And then somehow if you make direct eye contact with this green thing, it'll just go to the next person. So the security guard looks at Justin and like burps or breathes and it goes into Justin. So now the orb, the the green smoke is no longer in the security guard. It is now in Justin, Wendy's brother. So Justin goes home 
and finds Wendy on the couch and he like tries to green orb her. Basically, it's like trying to steal her soul and kill her. But then the warrior from outside comes inside through grandma's window and he comes in to save her. And he like has this gold necklace that he like throws on top of Wendy. And then he like fights the fights Justin, who is basically like the evil guy. And this is where they have the silent fight, which is really cool. And then they fight and then the brother makes eye contact with the dog. So the dog has now taken on the green the being. And then once you get rid of it, you are like back to normal. Nothing's wrong. You don't remember anything. And you're just like, oh, OK, I'm guess I'm here now. Then we have grandma meet the meeting the warrior and grandma's like, I was expecting you. She's like, it's Wendy, right? My my granddaughter is the one who's like supposed to defeat it. And she goes, but will you protect Wendy? Because she kind of knows that Wendy's a little like up in the clouds a little bit. And she was like, why did Justin put this ugly necklace on me last night, which is like the gold necklace that's going to protect her. And she's like, I'm not wearing this. I'm not wearing this. So he like tried the warrior, uh, our monk friend Shen. Shen tries to follow her around just so that he can like keep an eye on her, protect her if she won't wear this necklace yet. Then we get to soccer practice, LOL, at the second movie where Brenda Song plays soccer with her hair down. That's um, <laughs> very funny. And uh, Jessica, the girl who's against her for homecoming queen, is playing goalie. And there's a very funny moment here (laughs) where everyone's running. She's playing soccer. And then everything just like pauses, like she stops and everyone kind of like keeps running up to her. And typically it's edited in a way where like everyone's moving slow or you can tell there's a pause. But it was so funny. There's just like some sort of editing error where everyone just stopped. (laughs) And then there was like three seconds of you're just watching this, like everyone stopped on the field. Very funny. (laughs) Um, But then she, you know, kicks it and hits Jessica and she's like, oops, sorry, but not. (laughs) Um, Then the dog followed Wendy to school, of course. um, (laughs) And it ends up in the principal's office and the principal was like, Oh, how did this cute little dog? And it gets the green sucks up into the principal Um, and the dog is, you know, home free cupcake. Then after soccer practice, the monk Shen, I I didn't know his name until later. So my notes call him the monk. I apologize. I will try to catch it when I can. So Shen is on the, the track with her trying to convince her, like, you need to wear this. You are going to save. It's been every 90 years The Yan Lo comes back and we need to train you because you're the one who's going to save everything. But like, I am your trainer. That is what I'm here for. Um, she's like, monks usually are bald. Why do you have hair? And he's like, because I, they knew I was going to come to Fair Springs, California. So I had to grow my hair out so I could fit in. So their idea is. She's like, okay, fine. I like believe you, but I don't, but sure. And so she's like, I'm going to tell people you're my cousin, which is really funny that they end up turning into love interests. Yeah. They play it for laughs kind of because she starts to like him. And then yeah. they're, everyone's like, but isn't he your cousin? And she's like, oh, crap. Everyone has a hot cousin. And if you don't, you're the hot cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that theory. (laughs) You're you're welcome. (laughs) Okay. So then we have a very mean girls moment, which is so funny. They have a three-way conversation and they're like, I'm going to bring in Tori and I'm going to, she literally says, I'm going to three-way her. I'm going to three-way. And then, um, and then for some reason, Jessica, the mean girl from homecoming court is also calls her and is like, Hey, Hey, I'm going to get you. (laughs) She like hangs up. It's so silly. 
Then grandma takes care of Shen. He's like outside. They won't like let him sleep inside. But grandma is aware of the culture and of the um, every 90 years. She knows this information because it's been passed down through her family. So grandma's aware. But she's like, Wendy's kind of got to realize this on her own. But she like puts a blanket over him because he's like sleeping outside. And she like goes to Wendy in her sleep and is like, you're going to be a great warrior. So we love grandma. Um, love grandma. And then the principal like walks up to school and he's like looking for Wendy and she kind of like gets around and gets distracted. And so then he, the green is in the principal. He like bumps into her history teacher. And so then he, you know, breathes into the history teacher. And now he has um, the green eyes. Shen is then following her to protect her in case. Cause he like, he's like evil is near this whole, whole movie. He's like evil is near evil is near. And he's he goes to the girl's bathroom and like, kicks all the girls out and he's like bathroom's clear and she's like oh my god (laughs) very funny but then we find out that she needs a c average to be homecoming queen so right now jessica somehow found out that she's not passing history the class that she hates in the teacher that she hates and she's like but how am i gonna learn chinese history and then it literally in our heads we're just go (laughs) (laughs) Um, because she literally needs to know Chinese history to pass. So she's like, okay, you teach me Chinese history. I will train. Like if you can do that to Shen, cause he knows everything. Cause he's been basically, I forgot to mention that he's been reincarnated. So he has been reincarnated over. Yeah. Both of them have over years and years and years and years. And it's always these two people and they always find each other and they always help each other to train, attack, train, attack, things like that. So she's like, you help me pass and then I'll train because sure, I believe you. And right when the the teacher is about to like attack her, instead the janitor hits him and, and the green goes into the janitor. So now the janitor has the green. And then we get a training montage pretty long, but it it, it is this exact training montage is confusing to me because they kind of allude that she doesn't really know how to fight, but she clearly knew how to fight when he entered her home in the beginning. So I wish that they had been a little like, she does know what she's doing. She's just getting better. That's my opinion. You might have another opinion, but like, I just didn't like, she was so like, there was one time where that she kept missing the thing and like hitting him. And I'm like, she knew exactly what to do a day ago. Right. I think it's sort of like what he actually says about the Chinese history part. Cause she's like, okay, what are you, how are you going to teach me? And he goes, I don't need to teach you. You just need to remember. And I think like the implication is that she has lived all these lives. She has all these skills, but she's never used them in this life. Mm. Right. So she has to like work on them, tap into them, refine them. Yeah. And I think that it makes sense to me like that in a moment when she's not thinking about it or when she's like at risk, it comes out and she's just sort of able to to execute on it because she's not really like thinking about it. Yeah. But then when she's like, trying and thinking about it, then she can't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks, Val. Mm -hmm. So after all of this training in school and physical training, she gets an A. Yay, she passed. She can be homecoming queen. And she's like, okay, well, because I got an A, we're done training. We'll train after homecoming, which I believe at this point is like tomorrow-ish. And so then grandma has a conversation with her and she's like, I know. I know that you're reincarnated and you have to defeat him. I know. And then they all eat dinner together. This is where we have the scene where Shen is now kind of invited into to join the family for a little bit because grandma knows him. She knows him like mom and dad are like mom is cool with it. Peter's cool with it. Dad gets like weirdly jealous. We don't really find out later to why, but he just gets kind of like 
closed off, not super open, things like that. Um, and then Peter's like, I want to learn to fight. And we're like, okay. And then, uh, she, um, takes them to the mall for a makeover montage. She's like, if you're going to be my cousin, you got to like, look like my cousin. So we have a full makeover montage, um, where he gets like cool clothes and starts to look like, you know, he lives in 2006. And then we have dad's emotional realization where he's like feeling like he missed out on culture and he is removed from his culture and they were having moon pies. And he's like, I used to eat these as a kid and I haven't in a long time. It's just bringing back all these memories. So we have that like heart to heart with dad. Just sorry, just interject in that part. I think that like what was really interesting for me about this was I I sort of came to realize there's sort of like two different first generation kids, right? So there's their version of first generation, which is like their their mothers or parents were very in touch with their culture and they sort of like pushed against it and didn't have any interest in it because their parents were maybe pushing it on them or they felt that they were pushing it on them mm -hmm. and they wanted to just assimilate and fit in. Right. Um, and then he regretted it because, you know, he had missed out. Right. And he felt disconnected from his own culture. Um, I felt like my experience was almost the exact opposite. And I do feel like mine's not uncommon either, which is that my mom very much tried like intentionally to like keep me from that culture because she wanted me to assimilate. And mm -hmm. all that did was make me more interested in like wanting to know about it and be connected to it. Um, and so I think that like, it's kind of one of those things where if you are pushing it too hard on your kids, they're going to push against it. If you're trying to keep it from your kids, then they're going to be more interested in it because kids are contrarians. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to interject with that. Cause I thought that was really interesting and like, not my experience, but totally made sense and like was sad, but also like, you know, a really cool thing that they showed that experience. Nice. Thanks, Val. Then we cut to school and she has a conversation with her boyfriend, Austin. He's been in and out this whole time, too. And he's like kind of starting to get mean and jealous and like we need to like wear the same things and. It's really weird. And then Shen comes in and saves the day where she's like obsessed with him. And this is kind of where you start to be like, okay, you kind of like him. And then uh, Shen and Wendy have like a heart to heart about this like upcoming fight, him giving her more information about culture, about the 90 years, about like you're going to save humanity basically. And then this is where I write, which brings up, we haven't seen the green guy in a while. So as of right now, this is something I'm going to bring up. And Val, don't say anything yet. But when we get to the next part, after I do some explaining, then you can chime in. Okay. okay. So we haven't seen the green guy in a while. So then um, Shen and Wendy are like kind of flirting there, you know, and then he says, I have to die to save you. And we find out he's re reincarnated and then he's talking about love and blah, 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 blah. And then for some reason, they go dancing we're at this party, we're at this house party, there's a pool and um, she gets jealous that he's dancing with someone else. And then Austin gets mad at her. And then um, he, he says, there's an illusion of the heart, which is just so funny. And then she breaks up with him and then Shen does a dance battle and he almost kisses his partners. We love to have an almost kiss. And then she's pissed. So she rips off the necklace. And this is where I am so confused. I need to know if you picked up on anything else here. So then after she rips off the necklace, her friend Tori, like one of her best friends, 
has the green. Yeah. I don't know when and I don't know how. And I rewatched that whole section. Oh, she got it from the janitor. When? At school. When? I don't remember exactly when, but I saw it happen. I looked back three times to find it and I could not find it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I I saw it. I literally rewatched it and I was like, what am I missing here? I watched, I like rewound to watch every single part that was at school that he could have interacted with her. And I could not find the janitor giving it to her because it went from janitor to her talking on the phone montage. And I never could refind when yeah, she gets I think, it. I think it was like a really brief moment, but I can't remember exactly when it was, it but I do remember seeing it. drove me nuts. <laughs> drove me forking nuts. I was a mess. It's okay. I was like. So if anyone can pinpoint out that time for me, I'll literally go back and look it up. Anyway, Tori has the green and then um, she like starts to suck out Wendy's soul with this like green orb that she has. And then the orb gets wet because someone pushes her over and then Jessica uh, or then she gets pushed in the pool. And then Jessica's like, oh, my God, this is going to be so funny for your book. And she goes to take a picture of Tori. And then the green sucks into Jessica. Jessica, once again, is the girl who's up for homecoming queen against Wendy. Then they're like, OK, you're at your like kind of final steps of training now. Um, and so then a monk uh, shows up to help Wendy with her training more. And she's like, I don't want to learn from your teachers. I want to learn from mine. So then she has four teachers who are the four items that Shen got before he left. So he got that box of items and they were like little amulets of a snake, a leopard, a crane, and a tiger. So each one of her teachers teaches her a different thing. So the snake teaches her um, flexibility. The leopard teaches her speed. The crane teaches her balance and the tiger teaches her aggression. So she needs to learn all these things from her teachers and Shen to become a yin warrior. So we have like a montage of those teachers becoming monks, like monks kind of like go into her teachers. They They like lose their memory and they're like a different person. And then they like come teach her. Then we find out that she won homecoming queen. And we find out because her friend Lisa is on the committee. So she did all the tallying. We find out that she won. And so she asks Shen to go to homecoming with her. And he says, no, because the fight of Yan Lo is supposed to happen during homecoming, homecoming. And she's so mad. She is so mad. She's like, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, why would I tell you? Uh, you won't come if I tell you it's during homecoming because you won't homecoming. And then Jessica goes to the museum because she's the green monster. She goes to the museum. She's recruiting the warriors Once again, mom has all of these artifacts and there are some like statues of uh, warriors, terracotta warriors. Thank you, Val. So then Shen shows up because he knows like this is where it's happening. I know that evil Jessica is here. Um, And so he shows up to defeat them and he's doing his best to like defeat them. But Wendy really wants to go to homecoming and she talks to her grandma and she's like, Grandma, are you mad at me for wanting to go to homecoming? Grandma's like, no. Because grandma knows. Grandma knows she's going to change her mind. She pulls some reverse psychology. Mm -hmm. And so then Shen's trying to defeat them. Jessica putting up a really good fight. Wendy is like leaving the house to go to homecoming. Bye, mom and dad. And then all of her teachers are like outside. She's like, what are you doing here? And they're like, okay, now's the time. She's like, oh, 
fine. So then they all go to the museum to fight um, Yan Lo and grandma shows up and she's like fighting. She's not really like, she's not winning, but she's not losing. And then grandma's like, here, put on your great grandma's robe. And so she changes, she puts on the robe and then she defeats the guys. The terracotta warriors. The terracotta warriors and Yan Lo. At this point, we think that she has like, defeated everyone because the green is no longer in Jessica. Jessica comes back. She's like, you know what, girl? I don't want queen. You take it. I got, I got other things to do. So we're like, yay. And this is where Shen is like, Hmm, I've never survived before. (laughs) But then Yan Lo takes all of the terracotta warriors and is building all of those pieces that were shattered on the floor to make one big warrior, one big Yan Lo. And this is the first time that he's shown up in person. This is the first time for everything, sort of. And he's about to kill Shen. And they're like, use everything you've learned. Use everything you got. Get your head in the game. And she uses her her powers to save him. She uses her powers to bring him back to life. And then Yan Lo has been destroyed. And Shen still alive. And we figure out that true sacrifice was made by Wendy to save him. So the curse is broken and Shen can stay. But this is his last life. He will never be reincarnated again. And that's how it ends. There's no final scene. They literally are just like, let's go to homecoming. And we like get a video of them running out. Yeah. The only thing that we see is like they run in a different direction than everyone else went presumably mm-hmm. so they can go and make out or something. Like, I don't really, yeah. uh, that was my, the only thing that made sense to me. So funny. It's not a, it's not a bad movie. I think I just don't like action movies. Yeah. That's and fair. Val likes action movies. And I think Val really likes it. Yeah. I liked it. I, I thought, you know, it was funny. Like at the end, she basically, for those who are, who are star Wars fans, she basically force heals Shen, which mm-hmm. I thought was very funny because Force healing didn't exist in Star Wars yet. So she, like they, you could argue that Star Wars stole the idea from Wendy, Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. <laughs> Amazing. Which I thought was very funny. Cool. Val, anything else before we head to bingo? No, let's just go right to bingo. Let's go to bingo. W-E-N-D-Y, 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 and genus. <laughs> Do you remember that episode? <laughs> <laughs> go back and watch our genius episode okay let's start with in the top left corner one hit wonder song there were songs there were songs and i don't remember ever hearing them in my life hold on there's one like if you're a girl and you like to be a girl interesting so one of the songs was performed by orlando brown yeah and the other one was performed by Brenda Song. No way. Yeah. So I would say we can definitely count at least one of those. Yeah, let's do it. Counting it. Uh, breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera. I didn't see any. Did you? I, did, I didn't okay. either. Mm-mm. Holiday themed. No. Homecoming. <laughs> Jan Lowe's coming. <laughs> yeah. Every 90 years. <laughs> yeah. One thing I'm not sure we said, but I just want to say it out loud mm-hmm. because it was important to the story. Uh, Wendy's great grandma. So grandma's mother was the last warrior. Oh, and that was why she like wanted her to wear her robes and why the mom care or the grandma cared about it and knew everything about it. Mm. That's why. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I mentioned that. So thanks, Val. Yeah, of course. Uh, clunky metaphor. 
I actually wrote something for the metaphor. Where is it? You wrote a haiku? No. That would have been oh. cool. I also just saw a note. I wrote, lol, a Mulan moment. And I don't. Oh, I know what it was. She, at one point, she has to climb a pole to get to yes. her phone during mm-hmm. training. And I was like, that's really funny. <laughs> be a man. You must be swift as a coursing river. river. With all the strength of a great right issues are going <laughs> to stop us from singing the rest. Okay. Um, okay. So the metaphor I wrote was this. Her literally being a prophesized warrior is a metaphor for every person's, especially a child of immigrants, responsibility to remember and connect with our history and heritage. Holy shit. This is why you're a writer, Val. <laughs> you're a writer too, by the way. Uh, would you say that's clunky? Yeah, I think I think it's clunky enough. Okay. Cool non-parent adult. Grandma! Grandma! We love you, Grandma. <laughs> Someone too famous for a TV movie. No. No. I think everyone was like just famous enough. Yeah. Competition to resolve the central problem. No. Nope. Not today. Montage sequence. Yes. Yes. Many. Yep. Training. Shopping. Mm Mm-hmm. Cliche villains. Yeah. An Mm -hmm. evil spirit. Pretty cliche. Pretty cliche. Clothes or items you owned? So I think I had one. Uh, when Jessica goes to take Wendy's or yeah, Wendy's picture in the pool, uh, she has a Canon digital camera, and I had that exact camera. Wow, there it is. Marking it. That's not I don't I don't know that I like really picked up on anything. So yeah. A lot of these movies I'm just like, wow, I wore that, I wore that, I wore that. <laughs> <laughs> had that, had that. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60. I think this one's probably kind of high, but maybe not quite as high as the last couple. I'm going to say an even 60. 52. Okay. Okay. We get we get the square. Val does not get the square. That's okay. That's okay. Happily ever after. Yeah, they're going to make out. Yeah, they are. Also, Val, um, there's a, there was a sequel in the works that got canceled. Oh, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Well, well. Oh, well. can you do? Mm-hmm. They could do it now. They could. Almost kissing. Yes. Few times. Mm-hmm. Few times, few different people. Yeah. There's one time where they like, they're like about to kiss and then they like shake hands. Yes. <laughs> Which is so funny. Like, what's this happening in this scene? That's me with all my suitors <laughs> on first dates. <laughs> it was very funny. Someone who became famous. Brenda. Yeah, Brenda. Brenda, Brenda. Betraying of one's real friends or values. I think yes, because Brenda literally almost goes to homecoming and lets Shen die at the end. Like, yeah, almost. Your childhood crush. No. I never saw this movie, and I didn't know any of them before. Yeah. Obviously bad special effects or stunts. Now, I I will say this. The vast majority of the stunts looked great. Like, great. Really, really good. Like, as Mm -hmm. good as any you know jackie chan movie i've seen but there were some cgi moments yeah that weren't so great terrible terrible so those definitely count Mm -hmm. yeah not so good Mm -hmm. um disney channel star brenda 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 getting all the squares today Mm -hmm. musical number 
No. No. <laughs> we we blew it on High School Musical. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> magic. Yes. So much magic. So much magic. Someone says the title of the movie. No. No. I think they even only say her full name once in the entire movie. And it's dad. And he, then he says, Wendy who? <laughs> scooby Dude. I think I, you could argue it, but yeah. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. The heroes create the problem. No. No, she didn't create the curse. No, she didn't make You wish to have the curse no. reversed? <laughs> I've been watching a lot of musicals lately. Ah, uh, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, lead is a fish out of water. I think, yeah. A little okay. bit during her training. That and I mean, Shen is kind of a lead. Too, oh, yeah. Shen and is he definitely, definitely is. a fish out of water. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's such a good call. All right, Val. Well, we have two when, Wendy Woo, Wendy, Wendy two. two Bingos. Woo. Woo. We have our one hit wonder song going down. Then cool non-parent adult closer items you owned betraying of what one's real friends or values and magic, which we don't get that one a lot. So mm-hmm. love that. And then we have our middle row. We have closer items you owned rotten tomatoes, 40 to 60 happily ever after almost kissing and someone who became famous. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now we are up for my game called homecoming royalty. <laughs> Val, I'm going to list off eight celebrities, and you get to tell me if they were homecoming queen. Ooh, okay. In their real life. Okay. Okay. Yes or no? Queen or not queen? Meryl Streep. Queen. Queen. That is correct. Number two, Kylie Jenner. Mm, I feel like probably because she was already famous. Queen. Not queen. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rihanna. Queen. No. Really? Rihanna only went to one prom and it was on a TV show that MTV had oh, okay. where you like go to prom with a celebrity. Oh, shoot. Okay. Deborah Messing. Oh, that's tough. I want to say queen, but I've guessed queen for all of them. Whatever. Queen. That is correct. <laughs> Rashida Jones. Again, she was already kind of famous, so I'm going to say yes. That is correct. <laughs> Number six, Jessica Simpson. No. Incorrect. Ah, oh, shoot. She was homecoming queen. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah, let's say yeah. She was. <laughs> That's awesome. And lastly, Taylor Swift. Ooh. No. That is correct. She was not. She was also on the MTV prom show. Mm, Okay. Yay. Awesome. Thanks for playing Homecoming Royalty, Val. Good job. You got one, two, three, four, five points out of eight. Ooh, better than average. Better than average. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yay. What a, you know what? I, I don't not like this movie, so I don't want this to deter anyone from going to see it. It is a good movie. I just don't like action movies, and I think that's why I didn't have more of a pull for it that's fair cool i think it's it's fun it's a fun romp it's a fun romp uh val what are we watching next next we are watching read it and weep which i've heard so much about recently i feel like read it and weep keeps coming up in my like life well we've had a lot of people in the last few movies who are also in read it and weep maybe that's why so 
that and it just celebrated a birthday. It came out in July. Oh, that's right. The, the like the first couple days of the month, I'll post the birthdays of the decoms that came out. Read and read it and weep is one of them. And when we were um auditioning for our improvised decom show that's going up in Chicago on Friday nights at the IO Theater, um we were asking what everyone's favorite decom was. And I feel like a couple of people said, read it and weep. So I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yay. Well, like subscribe. If you don't like us, tell an enemy. (laughs) That's a line from improv shows. Shh. (laughs) If you liked us, tell a friend. If you hated us, tell an enemy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thanks, Val. You're great. You're great. And cute. You're so cute. You're so cute. We're so cute. We're so cute. We're so cute. Okay. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Bye, Val. Bye, Al. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash decommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at decommentaries. D Commentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Ellie.